So today we have a special episode because somehow, I don't know how, we're halfway through 2021. So we dove into our back catalog of episodes to recap some of the bigger trends that we've seen over the year and where we think they're all going. So let's get to it. Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, a marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you with what you need to know, what you don't, and what stories should be getting more love than the getting. I'm Mark Delinsky, and on the other mic, Gisela Slizer. Now, the big thing that's been happening this year that is in progress around the world is that internet regulations are actually being looked at seriously by governments. So from here in Canada to the EU to just how people are interacting with the bigger players in Australia, it's all over the place. So Gisela, do you want to start off first here on home soil in Canada? What's been going on? So CanCon, this began last year and it's a bill stating that any out-of-country streaming platform would be held to the same standard and same rules as Canadian broadcasting services. In other words, they'll have to have a certain amount of Canadian content. Bye-bye Disney+. Plus. Bye-bye Disney+, Plus, among possibly other. We have an update that came in late May, which stretches or broadens the approach of the bill, so it now also affects podcast apps like Stitcher and Pocket Cast, for example, audiobook services such as Audible, home workout apps, pornographic sites, sports streaming services like Dazen, and even niche video services and broadcaster websites like, for example, the BBC. So the likely result is that either some services will just say goodbye to the Canadian market or possibly pass on the cost to the consumers. The big deal here is that there's also a new service tax that's going on on digital services that are that is set to take effect this year. It's already started in Ontario, I believe. So if you add all those things together, I think it's a 13% tax that we're going to start paying with the possible CanCon fees. Estimates say that we may see a 50% increase in our memberships to things like Netflix or Disney, if they still exist in Canada. So big deals there. Do you want to take us through the EU, Mark? Yeah, so the EU, everyone loves the EU except the British. So in (laughs) December, uh, the EU proposed increasing the transparency of political ads, as well as restrictions on micro-targeting and psychological profiling. But then in February, the EU's top privacy regulator, whose title is the European Data Protection Supervisor, so recommended serious. a com- so serious recommended a complete ban on targeted advertising. So this is expected to happen within the next two years and to affect social media platforms and marketplaces. We also recently saw, and this is in May, that the UK published a draft of an online safety bill which aims specifically to protect children on the internet. And we've mentioned this before, that one's its own mess of how do you say whatever, as well as they had a whole issue about who is a journalist and who isn't. So their online safety bill is kind of a mess. And then the Hamburg Data Protection Agency has banned Facebook from collecting and using WhatsApp user data right before the company's deadline to accept its new terms of service. In that one, the horse had kind of left the barn already because if everyone had already agreed to it, it doesn't really matter. So the EU, all over the place, people are trying to come to grips with how these social media platforms are impacting their society. And the place where the social media platforms come from, I would say, the ones that we use all over the world, the US is also going through its legislative struggles. The hearings that we saw of big tech CEOs that started last year, I say it started 
because they continue. It's not the same set of hearings, but it now seems to be an ongoing, perhaps quarterly um, event of sorts. There was another one in March, late March, and it was specifically about misinformation. And of course, it addressed as well the role of social media in the Capitol riots of January 6th. You mean the uh, the tourist event that went poorly? Yes. It wasn't a riot anymore. It is now just like, whoops, bad day at yeah, the Capitol. Yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, we also saw recently the state attorneys generals from a lot of um, states in the U.S. Most of them, they called on Facebook to abandon plans for an Instagram for kids. So again, government taking action. And there is, of course, big discussion around Section 230, which is um, the section of a law which protects websites from lawsuits if a user posts something illegal. Um, but of course, there are exceptions. However, uh, this is kind of a big deal because I feel like other countries and markets are looking at the U.S. to see what they come up with um, for their own, but mostly because social media platforms come from the U.S. So whatever rule they get hit with in the U.S., uh, it's going to have a ripple effect inevitably all over the world. And of course, we had a president kicked out of social media in the U.S. Not a minor deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was fun when that happened, like two days before it mattered. So Australia, in February, they passed a bill in the Australian House of Representatives, uh, and it's believed to have enough votes to pass the Senate. Uh, This bill would require companies like Facebook and Google for now to negotiate with news media and pay for their content, and also advise media companies of algorithm changes that might affect their online content rankings. Kind of a big deal there, because Australia started playing hardball with some of the bigger players, and Facebook said, no, we're going to take our ball and go home at one point, and then they came back to the table. Yeah, and rules and regulations extend not only to countries or jurisdictions, but also to platforms a lot, a lot this year. There was already some feuds last year between Apple and Facebook about Apple rules uh, around their the cost of their app store, not only Facebook, but there was also a big feud with um, gaming companies, remember? Big deal. There was a coalition formed to fight against the app store fees. Well, this year, Apple broke everything again with its new regulations and rules around privacy, privacy policies and features. So everybody's kind of getting upset. We're all getting hit with pop-ups asking us if we want apps to collect our information or not. Most of us are hitting no, I'm assuming. I don't have empirical information on this yet. Um, But that's happening as well. Cookies, we can't forget about cookies. Let's not go into that. For that, you can listen to our special episode about cookies. And... Yeah, and Google's also gonna gonna stop tracking your data and your actions. They're like, oh, everybody seemed to like that. I guess we're gonna have to follow suit. So that was <laughs> a fun thing that happened. But then moving into sort of like the world of finance, one of the big things was the, the whole meme stock thing. So you had GameStop, which happened twice. Then you had AMC going through these volatile roller coasters in terms of their valuations on the stock market. You also had Elon Musk pumping. Bitcoin and Dogecoin and then slandering it and then promoting it again, uh, which has led to a roller coaster for an unregulated currency, which is another thing that might change going forward. It's just the role of cryptocurrencies and how they are or are not regulated. You have the Securities Exchange Commission who's probably going to have to talk to Elon Musk again about not influencing the stock market just with a tweet uh, as well as profiteering off of it potentially because you had Tesla sell a bunch of its Bitcoin when it was really high, which made them beat their earnings expectations. And then 
they said they were going to take accept it for cars. Then they said they weren't. Then the price dropped, and it was a big mess. So those were all influenced by massive swings of people on Reddit, um, as well as other like YouTube accounts. So all of that has caught the eyes of a lot of people every time a lot of money is at stake. People pay attention was being won and lost at random and really challenging the market. So that was really interesting that happened this year. And all of these things are being tackled by governments and other, other regulatory bodies right. going forward to 2021 and, and ongoing because these things take forever to regulate. So that's a lot of talk about law. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's move on to the bait. So the bait this year, the way we see it was Clubhouse and this audio insanity. So are people still using Clubhouse? I don't even know. So it became really hot. You know, it was the must for all of the social platforms. And because it's not necessarily a super complicated thing to develop, everybody just kind of developed their own audio platform. At the same time, you know, it struck a chord with users. People were tired of screens, you know, during the pandemic. So it was it was a perfect moment for the end of 2020, start of 2021, you know, social audio, generally speaking, was piggybacking on the, the rise of podcasts, which have been growing like crazy, WhatsApp audio conversations, all the things you can do while you're running or driving or doing something else, you know, like good old-fashioned radio. But where does it go now? Yeah, I mean, it was a perfect storm, but I think Clubhouse might just slowly kind of die a little bit a la Vine, if you remember Vine. Or maybe they're well, going to... Vine died and became TikTok, so... That's it. So maybe Clubhouse will blend into TikToks and podcasts and or be bought and dissolve and disappear. <laughs> I don't know. Or just become one of the other many different social media features that appear for a while and then disappear. Yeah. It's like, you remember Twitter moments? Yeah, nobody remembers Twitter <laughs> moments. But they were I don't expect to hear much about Clubhouse in the remaining of 2021 unless they do something crazy and brilliant that it's so far out there, nobody's thinking about it. So let's move on to the switch. So what can we expect in our Crystal Ball episode? Just after Chris, we talked about how everybody is becoming a business and that was going to be a big trend and all of marketing sort of becoming this weird kind of somewhat B2B world. And there's a lot of that happening. So the past six months have all been about creators, curation, and marketplaces. In 2020, everybody began investing big on creators, Mark. I don't know if you noticed this. We had TikTok launching a creator fund, pair with a creator portal. Um, more on that, by the way, hint, hint, in an upcoming special episode on TikTok that I highly recommend where we talk more about the ways in which they support creators in a very old school fashion um, calling them up and stuff but also we saw facebook and instagram launch a fund last year now they're launching more and more ways to monetize for creators snapchat too of course plus they also launched a spotlight curation system whereby snapchatters can be featured youtube and pinterest launched the creator fund this year so much money going around yeah and this year so far, Instagram and Snap have launched creator marketplaces and more monetization options in general for creators. Uh, they continue to develop these tools for creators. You know, Snapchat also got big into its lenses. They announced the glasses. They're sending just to lens developers so they can develop further AR things for the AR creators. Instagram is re releasing features like creator shops and more options to open creator streams to advertisers. They're working on you know, allegedly an affiliate recommendation marketplace that would match creators with brand partnership opportunities, you know, all of these different ways and frameworks for commission rates 
and possibly even ways for them to get royalties, these influencers promoting, you know, anything from nuts to coffee to special drinks. Like, I don't know, like they're, they're trying to find ways to monetize all of these yeah, different and things. Yeah, to replace traditional, what we now know as traditional advertisement, but I suspect that a marketplace of creators will be the traditional ways of doing online advertising towards the end of this year, for sure. I mean, Snapchat already has it and their um, their top stars, Snap stars are on it. Uh, Instagram is working on it. They're going to come up with it very, very soon. And speaking of marketplaces, in September, we can also expect LinkedIn to launch their own freelancer marketplace, which is exciting. Set to launch in September when people are going back to their That's offices. Right. So that's going to yeah. be interesting timing. Are we going back to the office? Who knows? Different different Who things knows? around that. Different rules. Things are changing. Um, but this year, there's a lot of marketplace happening for sure. And it's kind of a good solution also for small businesses. I mean, we're not going to get into Shopify today, but or Amazon. But if you think of all the small businesses that have had to go online, oftentimes marketplaces are a way to start doing online with some help, let's say. And another thing that obviously comes sort of part and parcel with the sort of influencer and creator structures is subscriptions. Uh, We've talked a lot about it in a bunch in regards to sort of Twitter uh, and how they've launched Twitter Blue, whether or not that's going to take off is another debate. (laughs) You know, we don't have to talk about blogs and other online magazines and newsletters, but, you know, they were really the first ones to really begin offering these type of subscription services and custom content directly to your inbox. And we like to say sort of like, you know, the email inbox kind of has become the new social media feed where you're starting to get so much information and newsletters straight into Mm -hmm. your inbox that that's kind of like what you can filter through to start your day, get caught up on everything as well as like certain news and opinions from people that you value as a curated source of information. And as cookies begin to disappear, publishers like online blogs are going to lose their ability to outsource ad space and, you know, just input banners onto their websites. They're going to have to create different sources of recurring revenue. If you have content that people want directly in your inbox, you know, something like a retail brew, stuff like that, you know, there's sponsored content right in there and it's a different way of monetizing, but still providing things to your, your customers and the, People yeah, want. and I mean, no one's saying anything about this, but personally, I could imagine like a Pinterest subscription coming out with access to, I don't know, exclusive products or events, for example. Yeah, curated, curated tastes that are custom to you based on your algorithm that are exclusive to you and your, and your you know, yeah. your taste. Like general. a lot of these things that they're trying, um, that all the social media platforms have been trying and launching may become some sort of subscription service in the future, whether it's for the brand or the creator or for the user, who knows. But I think the long and short of it is that to survive, all websites where the user is the product will have a choice. Like you'll either have to offer a subscription option of some sort to get recurrent revenue and then keep yourself the option to sell advertising space, whether that's sponsor content or actual banners or whatever, or become a marketplace and offer this service where you take a cut. So I think that's more or less where we're headed in 2021. We have a combination of new rules and regulations coming to the game. We have platforms already starting to react and come up with possible solutions and new directions. Platforms meaning social media, marketplaces, Social media marketplaces, blogs, online publishers, 
Um, and we have a world where advertising looks a little bit different, but remains advertising. Each one of those platforms or services or products is really going to have to have a clear sense of brand identity and a clear north to who they are in order to to stay relevant as we sort of all branch out into all of these different platforms all at the same time. Like you need to know who you are so you can be in all of these spaces at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and to identify what your business will look like in the near future. Will you offer a product? Will you offer a subscription? Will you become a marketplace? What makes sense to you and your client? Yeah, all while following the latest rules <laughs> and regulations in your jurisdiction. Absolutely. That's it for us. That's how we've seen the first half and the second half of the year. Thanks to Cloudrick for providing support for our podcast, but we should stay. Obviously, these opinions are our own. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.